Trump falls on it. That will be it. They've defended their title. They are still the champions and the first in a united competition since 's fans coronavirus concerns south of the border saw our game move to sunny Queensland to arguably the best stadium in the country Suncorp fans were salivating as the best two teams of the last decade coached by two of the best modern coaches in the game and led by rugby league royalty faced off whilst the end result did not favor our mighty Cox the heroics skill toughness of our boys they showed what it was truly like to play Rooster's style rugby league from the first whistle we witnessed a coaching masterclass as the players were moved like chess pieces around the field. The gladiatorial battle up front in the engine rooms was no place for anyone but the brave. The seesawing scoreline had us on the edge of our seats and biting our nails at will. The pure theatre of Kiri's field goal with 30 seconds to go saw the Roosters rise as one and celebrate before the end of the final whistle. The shooing response from Pappenzie Housensey, well, this one had it all. Fitting of a September final, this epic Roosters storm battle will go down on the history books as one of the hardest, fastest and toughest club games of all and be seen on sizzle reels in decades to come. It was a true grand final replay and both teams came to play. A draw would have respected the scoreline for both sides' efforts, but the rugby league gods shone on our southern friends. It was Storm 27, Roosters 25, but from ball boy to boardroom, we were proud as punch. It's still a great time to be a rooster. Welcome to another week on Roosters Radio. Silky, what an epic game. What a battle. What were your thoughts? Well, hello and welcome to Roosters Radio. Bush, with that many superlatives in your intro, I'm lost for words. Look, I've got to just get the elephant in the room out, Bush. As I declared last week on Roosters Radio, Josh Morris was a special. There were four Morrises out there. For two tries. Well, maybe I had a little wager on it with the Roosters 1-12 and I was heartbroken when Pappins are house and kicks a field goals. But look, the game itself, what a spectacle, what a great game. And as you rightfully said there in the intro, it was, you know, it was semi-final style of football. Oh, wow. The first half, it just went so quickly. The error rate was quite low and it was so physical. It was a brutal match. Mate, in the words of Gus Gould, wow. Yeah. It's, it was wow. It's I mean, the fans salivated. Rugby league fans on, on you know, Friday morning, Thursday night, our sister station, the Matty John Show, the calibre of that game, the quality of that game, I mean, it almost puts the Roosters and the Storm, and, and, and don't discount the Eels, but, uh, you know, through the top four. Oh, there's a, a huge gap. A hell of a long way from the group. It, it felt like that. And I have to say, Bush, if you look at the numbers coming out of the game, we completed at 64%. Our tries were, were far superior to the tries that the Storm scored. You know, there's a couple of errors from both sides to, for the, that led to the first tries. As a spectacle, it was just a fantastic, brilliant game of rugby league. I, I don't know if it's the right way to say this, and I'm I, I'm I'm a very, very sore loser, but I was 
just as happy to lose that. I know there's conjecture over with a drop ball, and I said, mate, relax. How many games have we won on the other end of it? The knock on just prior to the Pappenzi Housensy field goal, and um, you know a few little factors go your way. But if you really think about it, if you sit down as a as a rugby league fan. You couldn't have asked for more. If you took someone from overseas and said, oh, mate, we play a game called rugby league here. It's a little bit like your NFL. It's a little bit like rugby. Um, it's high contact. And they watched that. That it was brutal. That was basketball, UFC, rugby league, and gladiatorial stuff. I mean, I was expecting Russell Crowe to come out with a line at the end. It was amazing. Look, some of the negatives, Bush. Obviously, some injury concerns for our for our boys. We've had uh, Toops having a syndesmosis. Had to have surgery, looking at between six and eight weeks off. Boydie Cordner, that head knock he took right at the end of the game where his head just hit the turf there at uh, Suncorp. He'll be under, I suppose, an injury cloud. We're recording early this week. Uh, he'll have to go through the HIA protocols. So um, it continues to add to that injury list. But, uh, look, we've got a good squad there of young players and they will fill the, the void left by the likes of Tupu. i tell you what, it'll be really interesting. But the beautiful thing is there's a hell of a lot of depth. Talking about players and, and moving the chess pieces, Puasa Farmasili, who returned from the Warriors, made a good account of himself. He's going to get better with each week he plays with the with the, with the the club. Can I tell you a stat on Pawasa Farmasili? Pawasa Farmasili is the only player in the history of rugby league to play for two clubs under three coaches in the same season. He played under Trent Robinson, was loaned out to the Warriors, got coached by Steve Kearney. Steve Kearney unfortunately got sacked and he got coached by Todd Payton and he now holds an an amazing record that I don't think will ever happen again. Yeah, well, there you go for the uh, the stats gurus out there. That's an uh, interesting pickup, Bush. It is an interesting pickup. I've got to tell you, Silky, I echo that. Pauss's form as he came into the side, he hadn't got much of a chance no, at the start of the year. And yeah. he's got last year, I remember, you know, the boys when they he scored a try and debut. Yeah. And, you know, he's just working away in the background. And this is what I love. I mean, the way Robbo coaches, it wouldn't surprise me if Pauss is on the wing. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's what I love. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what he's got up his sleeve. Uh, there's lots to like about where we can go here. I mean, no one wants the injury toll we've got. That's tough. Uh, you know, just a quick update. Uh, if you if you look at your social media, Victor's uh, on there and it went real well with him and Sammy, according to uh, the post. Yeah, Dr. Musgrave uh, did the boys uh, last Friday, I believe. So uh, they're recuperating and obviously we'll talk to them in upcoming weeks. Also, some other good news, Bush. It's been announced as of today. Uh, the Roosters will be playing their round 10 game against the Raiders Thursday night at the SCG. In the, in the upcoming schedule, I think we've got a game up at the Central Coast as well. So uh, some good news for Roosters fans. We'll be uh, getting some home games at our rightful venue. And another grand final replay, Silky, and that's what I love, you know. Every time you come up against someone, you've played a grand final the last couple of years. Unfortunately, if you lose a grand final, you know the side that lost is coming up against you. They're going to really take it to you. Melbourne did on the weekend. I think the same thing's going to happen to the Raiders. I kind of feel like Melbourne played a little bit of a grand final style of football. The other night, it was very up-tempo. Yep. Took it to us up the middle. Um, Cameron Smith was moved around the, the, the chessboard you know, beautifully by Bellamy. I mean, when he went back to dummy half, it just seemed to lead them and, and sort of get that. I thought they were more potent with him at, at uh, dummy oh, half yeah. than at the, it, the number seven. It shows the class. He's a classy player. I mean, like him. Also, I thought they're big men. Uh, Asafa Salomon, who came oh, off the wow. bench, and the other young kid with the, the frosted peroxide hair. He was uh, pretty devastating too. They were devastating. But I'll tell you what, our boys do not take a backwards step. Absolutely not. Lindsay Collins, Pawasa, of course, led by our uh, spiritual guide, spiritual leader, JWH. I thought Siwa was strong too, mate. Yeah, Siwa all night with that amazing feat, the good footwork. Jared uh, just doesn't take backwards. And Boydie, you know, 
Boydie is just the ultimate just leader. Just puts his body just on the, the line. Ultimate warrior. You know, you know if you go into war, I'm going to the Cordner's house. Now, Bush, speaking of warriors, we've got a young warrior joining us on this week's show. He's uh, he's not new to the club. I'll, I'll give that secret away. He's not new to the club, but his form over the last four weeks, he's the leading point scorer in the competition. He's also kicked the most goals. He scored four tries. He's also got four tries. assists. Do you know what it is? Well, I know exactly who we're talking about, Silky, but I'm not going to ruin that for the fans. But I tell you what, he's going to come right on after this. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. On a night where most 20-year-olds were contemplating their future of what to do post-COVID, well, ours, at number seven, he was taking it to the Melbourne Storm. Whether it was a goal kick, some online defence, or some swift attack to Luke Kiry Silky, what a performance, what a player. What he an looks, intro. He looks like he's 30 years of age. I love him. The fans love him. Welcome, on debut, Carl Flanagan. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, boys. Love the intro. I'm not sure if I look 30, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely take it. Well, mate, you're playing like you've been around for 10 years, I can tell you that. And uh, it's noticeable by the fans, so congratulations on your form. Yeah, thanks, boys. Um, yeah, really been loving my footy at the Roosters so far, and um, I guess the boys have been um, really good to me so far. And, um, yeah, the results have been paying off on the field. Kyle Silky, mate, I uh, echo Bush's sentiments. It's been a, a you know a great start to the, the second part of the season. But for a lot of our Roosters fans that don't know you as well as we do, you have a long relationship with this football club. Can you tell our fans a little bit about where it all began? Yeah, uh, yeah. for me, day one as a Rooster, I thought I was a bull boy. Uh, I ran out of the tee to Craig uh, Fitzgibbon. So uh, that was a while ago now. But um, yeah, I've been around the Roosters for a while now. And um, yeah, I'm stoked to be back. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm at home. Kyle, I just might, it's Bush jumping back in, mate. That question was fully loaded, right? Because there's also another bloke that's led the Roosters out with a sand bucket, and it is Silky, and he just wanted to know there was a kinship between you two. The difference Absolutely. is, no, the only difference <laughs> is you both dreamed of representing at the top level, and one of you got there. So well done, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. Now, uh, obviously, you've been there in and around the club, but were you a supporter? Obviously, your dad's coached at a few clubs. That's why you were a ball boy, at least. But were you a rooster supporter as a young boy? Yeah, I was. Obviously, um, yeah, obviously a ball boy there, but um, idolised Mitchell Pearce as a kid and um, watched him very closely. So, always supported the roosters and to be able to obviously play for the roosters now and wear the number seven jersey. Um, yeah, like I have to pinch myself every day um, to be able to go to training and train hard and run on the weekend. Kyle, if I can take you back a bit. Silky and I had the pleasure of joining uh, the team and, and the coaching staff. Um, you know, at Robbo's request, he just wanted to make sure no one left him at the buffet, so he invited us over. But, mate, we watched you guys, uh, you know, run out in World Club. How did it feel to look around? You're in the World Club Challenge. You're with probably one of the best teams of the last decade, and you're 20 years of age. You used to be the ball boy. You used to have stars in his eyes of Mitchell Pierce. How did that feel? It, it was honestly unbelievable. Um I remember walking out there and the crowd, the crowd was screaming. Uh, I couldn't even hear myself think. So, yeah, it was a great opportunity for me to play my first game in a World Cup challenge. 
was pretty special and uh yeah fortunate enough to get obviously the win that night and yeah even better night after it as well <laughs> if we go back even a step further Kyle you went on the uh, the 2020 tour of New Zealand with all the junior players that was probably your first taste of of what it's like to, to be a rooster and uh I, I know from speaking to some of the other players that do that trip each year it, it's pretty tough what did you learn on that tour yeah so we went over to NZ um to Queenstown there and did a a training camp there, and uh, obviously that was most of the younger boys, but I think that was a good introduction uh, for me to, to get to know the younger boys, people around my age, and um, I guess work my way up to, to training with the big boys. So I remember that that camp was um, one of the harder things I've done in, in my life, I guess. So um, to put myself in that situation from day one in such a hard environment, um, under fatigue and not much sleep, um, was definitely a testing time. So just on that testing times, I know that uh, it's run by a kind of former army personnel. Can you tell us a little bit about what they put you through? <laughs> I don't know if I want to go through it again. It probably gives me nightmares. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we'll, we'll walk and um, doing activities, doing obstacle courses for at least uh, a good 36 hours there. I remember actually going to stay for about two hours and they came around and started uh, banging bells, get up, get up. Uh, walking all early hours of the morning and it was based around team activity um looking after your, your mates so um yeah it was a good experience and um i feel a lot better um having finished it now let's say that and what about pushing your body did you you know to go to places you never thought you'd get to yeah exactly i think um obviously doing that in the pre-season really sets the standards for the pre-season ahead and um also the year ahead so um yeah i like to think i'm pretty mentally strong and uh, when times get tough in the field, you can definitely look back on those moments. Yeah, it's you know, some tough times there. Kyle, you've uh, you've played some great footy. Your dad himself is a great coach, and obviously you two share a, a terrific relationship. He's highly respected in rugby league as, as a great mind. You're under probably one of the best minds we've seen, uh, you know, in our time, Silky and I, in Trent Robinson. Um, the style of footy the Roosters play when you come in, I mean, what what is the, what is it when you describe Roosters' style of footy? I don't know if I can tell you. I think that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, then don't tell us the good bits. Just generalise. I don't want to get oh, us in trouble. To understand the Roosters' style, I think you need to, to play to play with the Roosters. I think um, outside looking in, it's really hard to understand. But once you've played in the game and you really do understand the high quality of football that we play, um, high support, high power game. And I think with the new rules, especially just coming in after COVID, um, that really suits us and, Guys like James Tedesco and Luke Keery playing on the ball, it's um, definitely an advantage for us going forward. Yeah, I mean, great advantage to have you two running, have those two running off your slick passing. Mate, speaking of influences, who are some of the biggest influences you have uh, at the Roosters? As a young 20-year-old halfback, you know, to, to be able to tell Jared Weir Hargroves where to go, where to be, what to do, um, is great maturity, and you're doing it with ease. But who are the biggest influences on you in the team at the moment? Well, I think, obviously, Kez has been a... A massive uh, part in, I guess, my early part of my career at the Roosters. I think, um, yeah, after the COVID, um, they really wanted me to find my voice and, like you said, tell guys like Jared to get to places on the field and um, just think as they are in the field, and especially in high pressure moments. Like I remember on the weekend when I had that um, that pressure kick against Melbourne, he was the first one to come up to you and said, "This, this is your moment." And um, having his confidence in me is unbelievable and. Yeah, got to give credit to him. Kyle, you've taken us to it yourself. We were going to take you there. The pressure kick from Melbourne. When you got that ball, 
I um I got to be serious, mate. You guys just showed some calmness, and you yourself at twenty years old, you put the ball down and have your moment. What was going through your mind? What did you say to yourself? Talk us through it. Yeah, so obviously as, as soon as we got the penalty, I thought uh, just to calm my breathing down, uh, get back to a good state. Um, I, I knew that was the job at hand. Like we were down by two points. Um, it just had to be done. That's my job in, in the team and I, I had to own that moment and I like to think that um, I face challenges head on and I'm not going to shy away from that. So, yeah, as I said before, Cares and I think Bordeaux came up to me and said, mate, this is your time. You own it. We're backing you here. So, all the practice and training I've done with Jason Taylor at training and, and Fitzy paid off and I had to trust my technique and I think you saw um, after the goal the passion. And, uh, oh, man, I loved it. My favourite part was watching a young man take the take the kick, first the pressure, the theatre of the ball just sailed, mate, it didn't, it didn't, didn't do anything but go straight between the post. But the joy yeah. and, and, and the excitement, I mean, tell us a little bit about what it meant to you because that is your moment, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think um, like looking back on that, a few people have sent me that photo and the clips after the I kicked the goal. I think that's what the club means to me so far. Like I really I'm grateful for the club giving me the opportunity. I really want to repay the club, and um, like I'm really loving my time here at the Roosters. And um, yeah, I just want fans and people to know how much that's how much the club means to me. And going forward, every time I put that Rooster jersey on. Fantastic, mate! I tell you what, Carl, keep talking like that. I'm about to tackle Bush over in the corner here. It's just inspiring <laughs> to hear. <laughs> but look, let's just talk about your the eight games you've played so far. You've scored four tries. You, you've got four goal line dropouts, four try assists. You've got a tackle efficiency at eighty five percent. And I've got to say, we were out at that. Par- well, I was out at that Parramatta game, and in the the front on defence, uh, you know, Junior Paulo running at you. You got some big boppers running at you. Your game to date, mate, you must be happy with the way you're playing. Yeah, I think I look back now, I always do a lot of thinking about my footy. I remember coming out in the preseason about obviously getting advice off Coops and um, I wanted to build my game brick by brick. And I think the last couple of weeks I really uh, focused on the foundations of my tackling um, and, and my defence. So um, going forward, I want to keep building my game. But um, yeah, the tries and the try assists are back on the boys' form, obviously. But um, yeah, as a young halfback, you got to base the game around the first and um, I'll, I'll, be, I'll continue to do that um, in every game I play. Just on that point, you know, where you reflect on your performance after each game. So you, you've mentioned Cooper. I don't know if you have a phone call with him, but even the influence of your old man, do you, do you have a chat with a couple of – is there a couple of people that you confide in and see where there's little improvements? Obviously, Robbo would be another one. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, um, Robbo's a big one. He likes to give me – a focus that I can focus on each week. Obviously, I want to keep improving and get better each week. And um, I also speak to Coops um, after the game. Obviously, do a review and a um, bit of a preview into the next game. So, um, and also I go home and I got the old man that give me a few things as well. So it's hard sometimes. I've got obviously a lot of people in my corner, but um, I simplify things and uh, focus on things I want to I work on each week. And um, yeah, it's been working so far, and I'm loving my training. Now, Kyle, it's, it's okay to be honest about this. What did your dad say on the 27th of June, the uh, the week after? The Dragons took us to us, took it to us, but the day after we uh, beat the Dragons. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a funny uh, drive in there, actually, before the game. Um, I was asking him all, all these questions about their team, who's going to line up there, what, what shapes they're going to do, what, what's your game plan? He, he was a bit tight-lipped, <laughs> bit but uh, it was all good fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Kyle, yeah. Victor Radley's injury, I mean, you know, not unlike yourself, he's just a standout. Our young guys at the Roosters just 
come through and they just look so mature, like they've been doing this for a long time. His style of play seemed to complement you when you talk about Roosters pre-COVID and post-COVID. I think pre-COVID, we're getting our feet back from World Club. Post-COVID, the break did us all so well. But we seem to just go into such a great pattern of play. Has Victor's injury changed the way you have to play? I guess it, it won't change uh, things too much. Obviously, we've got Nat Butcher and, and Ice that can come in and play a similar role. But I think going forward, obviously, I want to get my hands on the ball a lot more. Um, and having Rad's not there obviously gives me more opportunity to do that. So, um, But in a team sense, it doesn't change too much. Um, the team has lots of confidence in Bush and Ice do the job for the team going forward. But, um, yeah, no, missing Victor Radley there um, is disappointing. Now, very much a character, Victor Radley, uh, not unlike yourself. And coming into a side, Burn Young, you get to you get the peripheral of a whole team. There's some big names there, mate. Who's the funniest? I'm going to say Daniel Tupo. You wouldn't you wouldn't think so, but uh, maybe um, when things start to loosen up, he's definitely one of the funny ones. Yeah, good man. Who's the best dancer? <laughs> Joseph Money. It's a pretty simple one for me, but um, yeah, he can move. Good looking man. And who would be the last bloke on earth you'd want to uh, fight in a octagon? Ooh, I'm gonna. You wouldn't believe it, but I'm gonna say Luke Curie because he'd be a dirty player. He'd bring <laughs> really? something in the ring that wasn't allowed. So he's a street fighter. Yeah, there's a lot to Curie people don't realise. We sponsor him on Roosters Radio. Proud to do so, but he's shifty ass. Now, Marcus, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, exactly right. Robbo reckons he's not doing all of his push-ups. I think, or something like that. Now, mate. Lastly, who would you like to uh, spend at the club you've met so far? It can be anyone from ball boy to boardroom. Who would you like to sit down for an hour and have dinner and pick their brain? Uh, I'm gonna say Mark Burris. He's uh, yeah, he's um obviously on the board there, and I think um yeah, he's someone I want to chat to. He's a very smart man and uh, influential part of the club, and yeah. What are you looking for? Some in, uh, investment advice? A uh, couple of properties? What are you looking for there? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, yeah, uh, any advice from him, I'll take on board. But uh, keep yeah, playing the way you're playing. Chat. You'll need it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Kyle. Uh, lastly, mate. I'm going to take you to just to, you know a little something for the fans. It's it's 12 years time. You've played a big career, 15 years, whatever it's going to be. Where, where do you see yourself in, in rugby league in the future? What 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 interests do you have outside of sport that keep you active and keep your mind active and away from the grind of rugby league? Or what passions do you have that we don't know about? Um, yeah, so at the moment I'm studying a, a bachelor in construction management. So um, I like that that building construction background. So um, I guess a pathway down there um, could be something I. I look at, but uh, I guess I love their team environment. So uh, I don't know. I don't want to say cation too early. But we'll see how we go. Plenty of time to think about that. Yeah, Speaking lots. of thinking about things, mate, Thursday night we take on the Cowboys. Now, uh, look, the Eels really touched them up there on the weekend. Uh, what are we expecting from them this Thursday night? Yeah, it's, it's obviously um, the Cowboys played ball, I think, the week before that. So um, they've still got players like Valentine Holmes and Jason Tamuolo in their team. So, um a major focus would be on us, so yeah, I'm sure the boys are um, keen to bounce back, and yeah, we sort of got like a two-week block into a, a few days off, so um, these next two weeks are really important for us, and yeah, we're expecting a big game against the Cowboys. Well, mate, we want to thank you so much for coming on Roosters Radio. You added so much value. Our fans are loving seeing your continued progress as you work towards, uh, you know, playing that Roosters style of footy. You look like Cooper Cronk's love child, and uh, long live your form. <laughs> yeah, I think Cooper Cronk, he's yeah, I hope you guys my old man. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Thanks, thanks for having me, boys. Good on you, Kyle. Take care. Best of luck on Thursday night. Well, there you have it, Silky. An impressive young man. I agree, mate. Yeah, he's a great young man. We had the pleasure of his company over there in Europe. And, uh, you know, 
first impressions mean a lot, and he was a, a, just a well, uh, a respectable young man, and it was good to be in his company. Can I say something on behalf of the fans of the Roosters that I think is important for our other fans who listen to this show? Um, understand. I noticed when we were away with the players, we had the pleasure of going over to World Club, and, and we we're you know lucky enough to be invited to uh, to cover it for Roosters Radio. We've been around a while, you know. You've been a ball boy, I, you know. And you and I both played junior clubs at the Roosters, and we had stars in our eyes. And you know, we do this podcast, and over the years since we started in 2014, I have noticed a significant change in in the players and the attitudes. And I think it comes down to Coach Robinson's got them so relaxed. Uh, they're friendly, they're accessible, they're guarded when it comes to mainstream media. We're not mainstream media, you know, we're we're here to get a good story, we're here to get an insight for our fans. We're not here to trip people up or, or, or you know, make scandals, but I've got to tell you, there's an impressive consistency with our players that are very open, relaxed, comfortable, articulate, educated, and uh, it's showing on the field. They seem to be just making, trying to get out, they're making great decisions. He mentioned it in the interview. Have I got that right? No, I agree. Look, he he mentioned in the interview, Kyle, there where you know he's enjoying his football, and I think that's one of the the benefits of playing. Yeah, I I think one of the benefits of playing with Robbo and this and this team, and I think the leadership group has to take a a lot of the the credit for this, is that they they're enjoying their football. Like, look, it's it's no secret. There's a few injuries around at the moment, but the boys keep turning up to training, and 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 as he said, they're quite confidently they'll be ready to play on Thursday night, and that just as a fan. That just gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, former Rooster, great. And, uh, you know, one of our better ball players at the time, a great friend of yours and mine, the great Brian Fletcher from our sister station, Fox Sports, always said, mate, uh, you know, it's amazing what a, che- a team can achieve when no one cares who gets the credit. He used to say that all the time. Yeah. And I think that's what Robbo's bringing to our boys at the moment. Um, it's great to talk to a young man like Kyle. I mean, 20 years of age, the, the coolness. And 17 comes. games he's played, Bush. He's played eight for the Roosters. He played a handful for the Sharks. And as I, as I read out, he, I'll just read those stats out again. He's leading the competition in points. He's kicked the most goals. And his tackle efficiency is at 85%. Yeah. It's up there with the best number sevens in the game. And, and it's showing. And I cannot wait to see him come up this week against the Cowboys. And, you know, they've got some good players there. You know, they're looking, they've had some inconsistent form, but they're always tough always tough to beat. So I just want to see him stay consistent. And, uh, you know, Roosters fans have got lots to look forward to with him at number seven. Exactly right. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And, Bush, Thursday night, 7.35, kickoff up there at the Ville, Townsville, that is, Roosters taking on the Cowboys. Look, it's hard to uh, get some form lines out of the Cowboys. Obviously, they got absolutely touched up by the Eels, 42-4 to last week. But if you go back the week before that, uh, they had a, a good win over the Knights, 32-20. One thing I do know is they leak points. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, the Cowboys have had a mixed season, um, Silky, but always hard to beat. Um, you know, they've got some injuries. Valentine Holmes, I know this week, uh, you know, has been seen to have a few niggles, a few injuries. Um, they've got, they got, they got actually got a fair few out. They've got Morgan out. They have. Yeah, Asiata, a couple of their big names, a couple of their star players. Their are forwards out, yeah. seem to be under the pump. You can't put a performance just on the back of Tamalolo's yeah. shoulders, and I think they're doing that a little bit. They just seem a little bit lost or inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get. They were very flimsy through the middle, I have to say, uh, in that game against the Eels. Look, Sivo scored four on the left. It begs a question: Which way do the Roosters go? So I, I know I know we're going to roll through as well, but it'll be just interesting to see what side of the field they will concentrate on, both defence and attack. So I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I think we're going to have too much firepower for them. 
uh, and I can see us winning. Uh, I, I think it will be a bit closer than most people expect. I really believe that the fact it's up there in Townsville, in front of their home crowd, they'll want to put in a good performance. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I, I, th- I do think we'll win. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the thing about the game is the Roosters uh, are going to interest me this week to see how we come back from last Thursday night's game. That was a absolutely bone-rattling We've game. We've had two tough games tough. back-to-back. We had the Eels the week before, so well, very three, physical games. Three, mate. The Dragons come at us. I yeah, think, true. I think, sides, I think coaches of other sides are going, Rodder, I don't know what they're doing. We don't even know what they're doing. You know, just It's a constant surprise from, from Coach Robinson, which we love as fans. But the way they've adapted post-COVID, so what is the old-school technique? Let's bash them. Yeah, yeah, and and let's. But how can we bash the wrist? Because if you can really manhandle them, maul them, and that's what happened in our forwards last week. Like you said, you were pretty impressed with the Melbourne uh, big players. Uh, you know, uh, Solomona and and the young kid with the peroxide yeah. hair. His name escapes us. And, and respectfully, I'm going to tell you, mate. If we back up again like we do, we've just been rolling through sides. Then our confidence just grows and grows, and everyone else just sighs and goes, oh, "What do we do here?" Yeah. That's the interesting part because that game last week. Was a was a real test of our character and our courage. And look, mate, if we'd won, great. We lost, great. And if it was a draw, great. The spectacle itself, the way they went at each other, you couldn't be unhappy. Like not a Roosters fan was unhappy at that game. From a Cowboys perspective, Paul Green, you think he'd be under a bit of pressure up there? Oh, mate, you know, all coaches are under pressure these days, I suppose. It sounds like it. I mean, depends who you who you talk to. I and mean, we're big on getting all of the facts. Um, you know, from the right sources. So it's, but it it's just adds comment. pressure to the to the team to perform is probably the point I'm trying to make. Right. It does. It, I think they're under pressure every week, and I think the way they've been playing, you know, they're saying up there he's got the full support of the board. So has old mate uh, Seabold at Brisbane. So from a rugby league fan's point of view, it does put pressure on the coach, and it makes you know additional pressure for the players. And I don't know if the players feel that pressure for the, on the coach's behalf or they don't care. Finally, mate, before we let you go, score prediction. Yeah, Roosters 32, Cowboys 12. 32 to 12. Okay, I'm going to say Roosters 26, Cowboys 12. And uh, one for the exotics, I think it could be Beamos to score a double. Could I ask one question for our fans on, on behalf of all Roosters radio fans? Sure. Who were the other two Morrises that were playing the other night? <laughs> there was four of them, wasn't there? Yeah, they're pretty good. And there was a bit of uh, talk in the paper. Josh may go around again. Uh, let's hope Beamos does too. That's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our special guest, the one and only Cole Flanagan. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win.